Hey kids, I have Åland and Slanfan here with me. Today we will be dreaming about throwing eggs into valleys and being greedy. I am Seb and this is Constructing Old School Magic. What are we talking about today, Wallan? We are talking about uh, Slanfan's deck, or and mm. my deck. But it's I got my inspiration from Slanfan's Diamond Valley Egg deck, and I wanted us to play the same deck at LobsterCon uh, one and a half yeah. week ago or so. And uh, Slanfan, how long have you been playing this deck? Oh, yeah. I don't know, forever, no, not forever, <laughs> but uh, since I got hold of my last two valleys, I've been been having one valley for uh, since I begin, begin playing uh, old school, that's two years from now, but uh, I accumulated them, uh, I think, uh, late last year, so I have, have been playing and brewing around with uh, the Diamond Valley since then. Mm-hmm. So... What 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 the, what what is the deck actually? What, yeah. what what does it consist of? What's the basic function the, the, of the deck? The, the base function would be diamond valleys, of course, that uh, makes you sacrifice creatures to gain life equal to the toughness. And that's combined very good together with the the rook egg, the the zero three that uh, hatch into the four four flyer. Uh, which also is a good uh, win con, so you get some uh, life gain, prevent a lightning bolt, and uh, then you can uh, fly over their curd apes or whatnot with the 4 4 flyer. And uh, I like uh, gaining life, so uh, why don't throw in a bunch of sheep uh, walls that can stand mm-hmm. away of usums and whatnot? Uh, or uh, the, the most commonly played creature that would be Misha's Factory, so. Uh, mm. Wall of Heat is also a good ris- response to that, uh, just jamming down the 2-6 and just uh, watch your opposing Mishra's Factory never anim- be animated anymore. I posted an early version of this deck on Instagram and you, Åland, you told me that it wasn't really the first iteration of the deck or what was your... Because I posted it from when you played one version of it you play both of you guys played the same deck now on Lobstercom. We, we played the same deck apart from me having a giant shark and slon did not because because we couldn't get a signed one for him signed by the x-files crew yeah and i couldn't couldn't find i couldn't find my giant shark i, I must have misplaced my giant shark uh, the the unsigned one of course but uh, so i played uh, <laughs> A disharmony in the sideboard instead uh, of the giant shark. So that was uh, the only card uh, that was not the same in both decks. Yeah, but your, the first version you played was not. No, maybe you've been playing it a long time, as you just said. But well, the first time I saw it was an Ivory Cup. Mm, and, uh, uh, maybe you saw uh, a Rook Egg Diamond Valley version uh, also at Kafferip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, one of our smaller tournaments we have yeah. each year. Yeah. So okay. uh, 
I played it uh, back then also, mm-hmm. but uh, then I think it was more... I actually played it during, I think it was the Winter Derby, and that the first tournament that I actually played quite a large tournament with the deck. So mm. uh, then I played a lot of Pestilence and did the Pestilence route um, and uh, and the, of course uh, Gravity Spheres just to ground every flyer uh, to be able because to of the walls or uh, of course because of the walls because then the walls stand in way of every creature but uh, then also uh, earthquake is a card that can kill <laughs> every creature mm-hmm, instead of mm-hmm. just uh, a grounded creature. So I played uh, like gravity sphere and earthquakes, uh, and then had uh, pestilence as well in in the sideboard for for those matches that weren't uh, involved with a lot of knights. But because it was an on. Atlantic tournament. You mentioned earlier to me that uh, like the people clearly have been playing Diamond Valley decks a long time. What stands out in this deck? Are you, you talking, say? are you talking about the new one or Slan Fan's old one now? Well, you can you can go either way. I think that um, I've seen a lot of Diamond Valley decks on Instagram. I've seen old school MTG, the account post Diamond Valley decks, but he doesn't play blue and power. So basically, like uh, Slan Fan jammed in so, as many restricted cards as he could. He even tried to ram in more, uh, but we ended up cutting Shano, uh, <laughs> which seemed quite bad. Uh, and, and, and you're not playing... Well, you the earlier version, Sloan Fawn, you didn't play... Uh, you played Gentleman's Agreement, did you? Yeah, uh, I think Ivory Cup was Gentleman. So no, okay. no um, uh, library. Okay, you or... couldn't play. No, <laughs> I couldn't play. Okay, yeah. And and I also <laughs> played it in in a four strip world. And uh, in, in that case, I will, if if I will play that again, I will for sure get me a fourth copy of the Diamond Valley. I won't mm-hmm. play this uh, deck in a four strip mind format. Uh, <laughs> no, it was horrible. <laughs> It, it's, it's diamond Valley is too precious. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite fun because um, as Slonfan said, he played it at Kafferep, and uh, the only one I beat at Kafferep was Slonfan playing the Diamond Valley deck, and I only resolved Underworld Dreams as my only spells. <laughs> um, so, so basically, um, he doesn't have that much win cons. He basically just has four rook eggs and a fireball, and I don't think that's good enough. So I suggested we add Underworld Dreams to be better against control and s- slower decks. Uh, as, the... yeah. as, as another approach, and uh, I really liked uh, the idea. And uh, it came up with, in many matches, or uh, for as long as I've been playing it, I also played the same deck in, in the last Odol tournament. So that's what's really... Uh, a great add, uh, adding adding um, Unwell Dreams because uh, then we have a, a different angle of attack, and also we end in uh, the greeds uh, to be able to take advantage of the life gain even more. And you had the your first version was more like maybe even because what uh, Oland said about being it 
uh, putting in all the restricted cards. It was more like a singleton deck. You had the Rook Eggs and Diamond Valleys <laughs> and Walls, but it was like almost yeah. one of each card. Yeah, but you know, I'm a sucker for singleton, so many of my decks tend to be a, a couple of play, uh, play sets and then just singletons. So. <laughs> but but, it, but I, I like to have the games being very different each time. I don't like the streamlined decks. They're like going the same route all the time. But it wasn't any card that you were missing because you guys were, as we made clear now, you adapted this uh, to playing in Lobstercom, which we all competed in. Uh, and was there any card you missed from your like first version uh, because there was some like spicy <laughs> cards you play there I I remember you trying to take my uh, I played Eureka when we played the Ivory Cup and you have this red card for is it three yeah Disharmony is that, is that Disharmony okay yeah so that's, yeah. that's Disharmony so I I I was uh, playing that during logs to come, and uh, I get to use it uh, quite often. Uh, but uh, for for Roland, who has to play play a shark, <laughs> he couldn't play that, <laughs> of course. But <laughs> okay, so so, so that, that, that harmony in sideboard. Uh, yeah, for for the logs to come deck, I had that, and for the for the Ivory Cup deck, I have uh, one in main deck, and uh, uh, that's that's because I I only own one, but. Uh, I owned only one, but now I own three, so now you might see some more uh, disharmony as well. But, um, but uh, Ola, what do you think about disharmony? Well, do you, uh, you chose to put it, the one card you added out from your I, otherwise... Like, I don't things. own any disharmonies. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually just going to buy them because, yeah, they seem they seem quite okay. And I can see me boarding... boarding them in uh, and I've seen a lot of people who play Diamond Valley uh, who play the main deck although they were not the decks with 18 restricted cards uh, like we played mm-hmm. now and they're, they're really good against like Mishra attacks and early Mishra takes so they are just animating all the factories and swinging and you, you can just borrow one, pump it and kill their Mishra and just sacrifice yours, so just gain three, destroy two of your lands. I, I just <laughs> I just love that that play is so awesome. <laughs> I, I remember you playing it against me, but I had the uh, had Sword of the Ages. Yeah. Uh, right then. And thankfully it wasn't at sorcery speed I had to when I should sacrifice it. Was it during upkeep? We we weren't really clear about the long text then. But I could answer with uh, sacrificing yeah. it, I know. You could, can always answer. It's, a, it's an instant, but uh, even even though you're attacking, you can... But, but you, because you're not tapping the creatures, you're sacrificing right with the sword. You're just tapping the sword and then exiling a bunch of creatures. It yeah. basically comes into play tapped, right? Yeah, the, the, the sword yeah. comes into play tapped, yes, but... Yeah, okay. But, so... Uh, you guys put together this nice pile, and you, we already mentioned this harmony. When uh, 
the, when does the sweet place happen? Is it just like playing eggs and sacrificing them or and blocking with walls or <laughs> I, I I think annual dreams as we said that is uh, something that uh, comes up as a surprise in in many of the games uh, uh, against uh, opponents they don't they don't expect uh, annual dreams and they may not like take the deck for a pure annual dreams uh, like with uh, winds of change and all those kind of stuff so they tend to take a bunch of damage uh, which which is kind of crucial for us to just uh, keep alive um, but mm-hmm. i had i had one one of my sweetest matches was actually in odo uh, it's uh, it's super fun to just see your opponent tap out turn one to jam a usam and you just play a mox uh, badlands and drop a wall of earth <laughs> and then, then, then the next turn they just dark ritual out the second usum and then you just play your second wall and then they just then they just sigh and turn three you go on the wall dreams and they just okay I will take three for the rest of the game this is not so good for me <laughs> <laughs> did you do that also Olan or did you have those uh, kind not, of sweet plays not, not against usums but I uh, I stopped a lot of weird creatures with the uh, Wall. And I played against some Arabian aggro deck uh, who played like our gold 10 pixies and stuff. And I just played Wall of Heat. And he was like, Yeah, I can't attack. Uh, <laughs> it's like then I played Underworld Dreams followed by a Twister. It's yeah. Like, yeah, game over. Uh, so it's, I, I kind of like Underworld Dreams and I. I told some friends that this is just like an Underworld Dreams without really Underworld Dreams synergies. But I think that Underworld Dreams is a really good card and an underrated card. Just put it in some random decks where it where it can support it because like every land produces black except the two Volcanics. So you can always play that Underworld Dreams. Mm-hmm. And the Diamond Valleys and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're... The, the off-color the off-color and, and the two two colorless lands the library yeah. and the strip mine of course but uh, every every so we have six 16 lands that produce black so mm. then uh, but yeah maybe that's why and you're not playing any uh, like dark rituals or anything like that no i i kind of hate that card it's just <laughs> so bad because it's like card disadvantage or I, I tend to always like you. You can use it turn one, and then it clogs up in in your hand. And I don't find any good use for it in in late game. Maybe I'm just uh, approaching it in the wrong wrong way. But for me, Dark Ritual has has never done anything unless you're having it in your starting hand together with something awesome. So I, well, I, I tend there... to just like cut them cut them, cut them, and then just shave all four out. <laughs> yeah, because you're more like for a more consistent mana base or whatever. Yeah. But did, was there any cards that ended up not you not playing, like you talked about? Yeah, I... I, yeah, I, I mentioned I, the channel, did yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as I said, I like singletons, and uh, I I had a channel in in the first first uh, iteration of of this deck and i think also we had a 
Blue, and, uh, Blue Elemental Blast and uh, Olan was like yeah, these are, this doesn't do anything and I'm, I, I was like yeah but it, it kills a rook if, if you really want to <laughs> but, but we, we, we ended up cutting the uh, moving the Blue Elemental Blast from, from main deck to sideboard and also the channel actually don't do anything and and removing that uh, also enable us to to go more into the to the white package as you can see in the in the sideboard. I don't know if we we should just go through the list maybe we're yeah. talking for quite some time but without uh, uh, actually talking about the list. Eggs, four wall of heat that is zero six for two mana. Then we have two wall of heat uh, or wall of earth. I mean, the four wall of earth, two wall of heat, the two six, two greeds, and then we have a bunch of singletons or, or restricted cards. We have soldering and the moxen and load offs, of course, the blue power, chaos or balance, uh, wheel, regrowth, mind twist, demonic. Uh, a single disenchant, a single sword, a single fireball, and a single red element lost. And then we have four badlands, four underground, four scrubland, four city, two volcanic, a struck mine, three diamond valley, a library, and of course a single winds of change. We have we have a lot of white cards in 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 sideboard, and I it's, think especially yes, in the sideboard, right? Yeah. So we have three swords, uh, two disenchant, two divine offerings. Uh, so we have a full seven seven white cards in the sideboard, and cutting the the regrowth uh, meant we could cut some green black mana sources uh, to just have uh, scrublands instead to be to enable all those sideboard cards that are really good in i think uh, atlantic as uh, there are a lot of uh, brown decks mm-hmm. yeah performing clearly. so uh, <laughs> having having access to disenchants and uh, divine offerings are quite good yeah but you took out the earthquakes and you went down on some gravity yeah from, from the first deck uh, which was the uh, or the ivory cup deck we mm-hmm. i think that's just another take of course adding those uh, underworld dreams and the greed that's six cards then you have to cut something so uh relying on being able to not die on against flyers uh, in uh, post board so uh, or pre board um, yeah because is it you is it you Roland that had all the white influence here or how was the conversation between you guys I, I don't I don't really know but yeah but since it's Atlantic you really need to have all the the sheep white removal if you're gonna Stand a chance against the the workshop menace, mm-hmm. but yeah, the three the three swords in the sideboard were obvious. It's like you die to hypnotics and serendives all the time with this deck. Yeah. Um, that that's the worst threat for the de- deck, I, as I see it. Uh, yeah, and those are just strictly better than jamming. Because you're not playing bolts or anything like that either. 
No, no direct damage uh, unless the uh, except the single fireball. Mm. But what what more, Orlan? Did you guys talk about? Do you remember? Were you guys tweaking it, sitting, and why did you decide playing this even? Uh, I I just wanted to. I didn't want to play a spi uh, a spiky deck. Well, it's kind of spiky since it plays eighteen restricted cards, but I didn't want to play eight dog shops or the deck. Um, mm. So I wanted something. You've fun done and, that. <laughs> yeah, and I bought my Diamond Valleys uh, this summer, so I want to play them. I played them in Type One Point Five, but I wanted to play them in a real format, so to say. Huh. Uh, and then, and then you don't want to play a Tier Ten deck. You can, you can go for like Tier Four, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> went straight down to tier four. <laughs> yeah, and nope. I, I, I think that my like my losses, uh, it's like I could have won those matches, and I think I might have maybe lost a match or two just by sheer misplay because I don't really know the deck that well. And, and you're talking about the Love Succumb tournament that you did play there. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 for me, I tend to just being really horrible at magic and uh, and especially taking mulligans so i i tend to lose games just because i don't care <laughs> that much <laughs> so <laughs> but we i think we both went to four and three right uh, yeah at least me did it and i i know the single game that i i couldn't have won even though i could have have like a fabulous hand those games were like turn two sarah or turn two uh Sengi or so and 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 a lot of hymns and sinkholes after that so i i couldn't have won those games i anyhow. remember the, the best takeaway from this uh like i think uh Jonas, we were playing at your uh wife's yeah. Yeah, so my parents my, at the, in the countryside. Yeah, so we were in the count the summer in the summer house. My parents-in-law there's summer house. Yeah, and uh, Jonas were like he, he was so happy because <laughs> not that you won, but because you actually lost against. Uh, it, it's a a little thing that that might be a problem for your deck if you're playing walls, right? Yeah, uh, there there is a creature uh, that's a five three that uh, usually doesn't see that much play, but uh, the go good old Juggernaut just ran through my walls. <laughs> so that was so horrible. I couldn't find I couldn't find any of my white cards to just handle them. So yeah, yeah, it uh, it. It's a, it it took a some punch. punching, yeah. I, I could mm -hmm. sacrifice a, a bunch of walls to just gain life, but without an answer, it just gets there in the end. But Orland didn't lo lose to any Juggernauts. No, but it's quite fun that you lost to a tier 4 card like Juggernaut, but I lost to another tier card, tier 4 card or tier 5 card, Killer Bees. Uh, so <laughs> uh, he pumped it up to 2020. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's where the disharmony comes into play because I I, I think I played uh, him as well or yeah, I, I, yeah. I actually played I played two I played against two killer beast decks that tournament so that was kind of kind of weird was, but 
it was quite fun because I played him uh, after you played a feature match against him. I was paired against him the round after. Okay, so uh, round four. He, so he, he played back-to-back yeah, yeah. on the World Valley of Greedy Dreams. Both of you guys? No, he won okay. against... Uh, uh, Slomfan won and I lost against him. And like my match report for that is like, yeah, he drew more Killer Beast than I drew removal. <laughs> that was the whole match. Uh, else yeah. I, ca- I don't care about... Uh, his other 56 cards in the de- uh, in the deck. They don't you, do anything. If you didn't have that shark in the sideboard, then you would have one more answer. Yeah, that's uh, maybe, maybe that was it. He would have had the disharmony because I was attacked by two <laughs> ginormous killer bees, and I just borrowed one for a turn. And um, that. But how uh, how did you go about with the because playing um, like we did uh, playing webcam tournament. Because you need to pump up the killer bees, don't you? How, yeah, how do you go oh. about with the conversation then? Yeah, I'm pumping. Okay, how much are you pumping? <laughs> <laughs> now, he, he didn't he didn't pump that much because he okay. had also had aspect of wolf, so they were kind of big to start okay. with. But uh, uh, I think he just went into attack and he just said, I, I pump and I say disharmony. And I, I think he just... I don't. I don't remember because I was quite a drunk at, at this point. But <laughs> this is this is all recorded, so I don't know because he, I think he also played Diamond Valleys to be able to sacrifice things. But mm-hmm. so, somehow it ended up with uh, a zero attack, or if he maced or something, and then I just drew my fireball and finished him off. So, but it was. Uh, I, I had a, the two top the two answers that I needed on top of my library so yeah that was that but, that that wouldn't have helped me with a giant shark we're kind of talking about the weak points of the deck uh, are we done with the like what are what were the best matchups uh, like during the tournament or ground ground creatures are zero problem I would say so if we have uh, decks that are low to the ground or like Fast, fast, small creatures and bolts. I don't think that is an issue because if you land a land an early wall and then land a rook egg and then you just can sacrifice your rook, then you have a four four and you have a gain three life. So that has just eliminated a bolt or a chain lightning and or something similar. So those decks I have no problem facing. It's as always issue playing against Serendibs and uh, flying creatures like Sarah and Sengirs. Uh, and in main we have one answer to flying. So of course if you draw one of your four rooks and have a Damien Valley you can generate the blocker which uh, takes out both Sarah or, or Sengir but um, I, yeah, I think, I, I, I think hy- Hypnotic is the worst uh, the worst card since they get rid of all your cards because you get stuck with a lot of cards in hands in the early turns. Yeah. And uh, if they t- turn one a hypnotic and you don't have answer, you're probably losing that game. Yeah, the, it's the it's the fl- it's the flying creatures uh, that eliminates uh, both both Serendip and as Olan said, hypnotics. Mm. And of course, uh, in Atlantic, uh, we will always face cards like Hymthathorak and. Uh, that is just that is just feel bad, but uh, that's what <laughs> what we will 
will always face and uh, we, we don't put that much threat on the table uh, unless we put a, out an early Unwell Dreams but that doesn't deal 3 damage or 2 damage as in Hypnotic or Zeremdib so um, yeah we are kind of weak to to those strategies and they tend to be everywhere those Zeremdibs yeah and you can't really play sit in a bottle uh, no <laughs> not, with, not, 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 not with not with not with eight eight uh, Arabian yeah. cards or I, twelve I twelve Arabian like, cards. I kind of like playing uh, if you at least can remove it yourself. Playing uh, uh, eggs and uh, bottle, you could make no. an make. Yeah, you could you could you can play. Of course, if you have a transformational sideboard, you can. Of course, if if it weren't for like Sido Bros. Uh, and yeah, getting, you guys getting to play down with also. Get, yeah. get it. So we have the 12 Arabian cards, but you could, of course, sideboard out the Diamond Valleys or some of them and have uh, Animate Deads and uh, Seed in a Bottle. Of course, that is could be a, a, a game plan, but then you have to like discard the cards if you're stranding them in hand. So, yeah, but, but, but what do you guys okay? This is off topic, but <laughs> I, I like playing. Sometimes I know I, I, I like playing uh, uh, Rook Eggs, and I do remember me playing Sidonia Ball and Rook Eggs. Is that a no-go also? I don't think that it's a... Maybe just if you're just playing the Rook Eggs and, uh, and yeah. Sidonia Ball, that's the, fine. The big problem but is the mono base. Maybe, yeah, basically. and no, maybe not the mono base. For this, for this version with the Unwilled Dreams, yes. Uh, um, of course, we could have another black land there instead um, of zero bros. But the diamond valley is so crucial in this build because we are dependent on gaining life from the walls and having walls to stop. So if if you would play other cards like six removals instead of the walls and three other cards instead of the diamond valleys, yeah, then maybe you can have a sitting um, um, uh, bottle instead. Hmm. That's usually the best answer, at least for blue, red, burn. I don't know where the Serendip picks out. Like, uh, maybe did you guys play any uh, Arabian Aggro? Yeah, I I played against Arabian Aggro, and as long as they don't just draw their Serendips, they their small creatures can't get through the walls, and the wall of heat just eats their creatures. Hmm. Yeah, I played against Arabian Agro, kind of, but he was also playing Juggernauts, and that was one of the games <laughs> I lost. <laughs> so it was a, it was an Arabian Juggernaut. <laughs> ah, I always thought you were playing against shops because there no, was a lot of it shops. was it okay. was an Arabian Juggernaut deck. <laughs> yeah, but he he played Serendibs and uh, all those uh, other kind of Arabian creatures with pixies and stuff, and uh, as long as they didn't get a the juggernauts i was kind of safe um but when mm. i landed the juggernaut at the juggernaut that was just too hard for me to handle well and do you do you think uh any cards from like you talk to me about at least one card that you would like to put in yeah uh, i would like to put in asher drake um 
because it it seems like a, I mean you could you could uh, you could make a say that wall of air yeah it's one five but it costs double blue but Asher Drake is a two four can block the dirty hippies and serendibs uh, and actually do some damage I think that that would be quite a nice card uh, yeah I could easily see cutting the wall of heat for for Asher Drake but. Also, the three the three drop uh, two four is or two six is nice, but as long as we have the O six uh, and the two slot, that uh, we can easily have uh, have the flying answer, the Azure Drake, and that is also two extra cards when needing, if you want to be greedy and have a Diamond Valley. So yeah, but but the, but the greeds I think uh, was also a really good add just when, Who when came up with that do you remember <laughs> I, I don't remember I, yeah, I just, me neither I, I just remember that Odin said I want to play Underworld Dreams and I want to play your some take of your Diamond Valley wall <laughs> deck and I was just putting something together for Odo and then we tweaked it um, and I, I haven't been I I recently acquired again the Underworld Dreams uh, as we talked about earlier it's a really really good card consistent uh, in a way yeah. yeah it's a consistent card and I, I kind of always been disliking the card because the only thing that is fun with magic is drawing new cards but uh, so you shouldn't you shouldn't be <laughs> damaged by it but, uh, mm-hmm. but, but it's every, everyone drawing cards you never yeah, really yeah, knew yeah, that yeah yeah but <laughs> I just hate playing against it, so I'm kind yeah. of that guy that don't want to put other players in the same position. But now, now I now I got them again, so yes, okay, go for it. But you're punishing uh, horrible decks like the deck with playing Underworld Dreams, and I, I think that's that's fair. Yeah, but that's the, fair. The, de- the decks that want to draw a lot of cards are usually uh, kind of oppressive. Uh, Except for like the Enchantress decks, but yeah, you can't have it all. No. Yeah. How did the greed work out overall? I I, I love the add of greed because you can come to those games that where your opponent is low on threats and uh, we just stranded with a bunch of walls and then you draw your greed and then you can just okay I I draw a wall of a wall of heat a wall of earth and I just. Pay five mana to draw three cards and lose zero life. So, yeah, I I love the ad of uh, greed, and I've been greeting a lot since. <laughs> I I think I draw drew seven cards with greed as most most in one turn. Uh, in the so, tournament. Yeah. So that's a thumbs up for greed, or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's greed it's is a really yeah. good card. Since since we are playing Underworld Dreams and having seventeen black sources, it it's insanely good. And if you can resolve it quick against like the deck or something, that can really turn the tides of the match. Let Let's go through brief like. What, what, how were you figuring going with sideboarding? Because you mentioned already the white being like the prominent color in the sideboard for you have three uh, source of plowshares, but you have 
What, what were you going to? Two disenchants and two divine offerings, then we have two blue elemental blast, a single red elemental blast to complement the one in main deck, and uh, a Tormod's Crypt. As we're playing Atlantic, uh, you might end up facing uh, facing Reanimator. Then, of course, Shatterstorm against those uh, workshop decks, and a Gravity Sphere. To be able to handle uh, cards like uh, both cards like uh, other other world enchantments, uh, but also strand uh, or ground flying creatures, and then uh, Hercules recall, and then the shark slash disarmony. Uh, and I, I don't know, I'm really horrible at sideboarding, so I think uh, I just threw in a bunch of cards from my sideboard and say, hey, here's my sideboard. And then I think all of them did the heavy lifting here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm happy with a lot of the cards in the sideboard. I'm not happy with a card like Hercules Recall. I don't really... It's only good when you can, like, the Hercules into Twister or Wheel, and that's not good enough. Yeah, but you have the Winds of Change also, so... Yeah, but the Winds of Change is like, is card number 60 in the deck. It's a card you board mm. out a lot. Okay, yeah. balance Since it, maybe, in a way, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, but, but Her- Hercules, uh, I could really see just disappear into something else. Since you're else playing and... white anyhow, or why did you say that to begin with, Olan? Yeah, but I, I don't really... You need to have a, you, it. It isn't just good by itself. That's the problem. Uh, mm. I want I want cards that are good by themselves uh, in the sideboard. Uh, I don't. I would probably just change it. if I have the shark. I would probably just change it for disharmony. Yeah, and if you're uh, playing like Triskelions or whatever, maybe you can do something. The at least in your yeah more than just. And you, you're playing kind of a slow deck, so it's not a tempo play in that aspect, maybe. Oh no, it's it's never a tempo play. But it, as I said, it it can be if you have a twister or a wheel, it can be really good. Uh, yeah, but that, bad, that, that, that is just maybe. so so situational that it's yeah. just bad. But you're playing one of my favorite cards, at least like with the Shatterstorm. Uh, Oland did not play the Shatterstorm, right? Yeah, I played it. Oh, okay, you did play it. Sorry. So I the, the only it. card that uh, he didn't play was Disharmony, and the okay. only card I yeah, didn't okay. play was the Shark. So did did you get to Shatterstorm? Do any switch Shatterstorms during the tournament? I didn't. No. Uh, I, no. I played against exactly zero artifact decks. So okay. Oh. Um, but I imagine you have to win a lot more to see those decks. <laughs> Maybe okay. you played played it some more as you top eighted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I played two decks that weren't uh, like shop kind of decks. So <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I, I did get to play my shell storms. But maybe that's yeah. why I'm. But Oland, yeah. you you agree that you didn't have to do any storming. No shattering like running a mock in a kitchen and throwing porcelain in the floor yeah maybe maybe it's also something that could be changed as we are playing five this or or three disenchants in the 75 and two divine offerings so so we have like five answers to 
to the early ones, but of course, Shatterstorm is always uh, a Shatterstorm. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I would probably, uh, I think that I would probably just add the fourth disenchant instead of the instead of the Shatterstorm mm-hmm. uh, to have cheaper answers, and because the shops are the good, the really good shop decks are so hateful against this deck. They play main deck Abyss. They play main deck double city in a bottles. Mm. Uh, but you have the gravity sphere at least for the Abyss. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is that gravity sphere is so bad against shots. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, um, yeah, I'm pulling your leg here, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, it doesn't yeah, do anything. I, I don't know if I want the gravity sphere. It's just, it's just a cool card, uh, more or less. Uh, yeah, it's a cute. It's a cute one. Yeah, I think that it, there's better answers to to flyers and the abyss. Yeah, since you went in that direction uh, to begin with, from playing like two gravity spheres and uh, like and maybe more, you played it earlier also, uh, Slamfan. You could like go. Yeah, uh, I think I played it in. Um, I don't know which tournament it was but maybe it was in uh, the Raging Bull tournament I played uh, two Gravity Spheres and one in the sideboard so I've been playing a total of three in, in some decks uh, but th- those are more more uh, earthquakey kind of decks so mm. I, I, I'm more dependent on grounding every flyer and just wiping the board and clear of small creatures or or creatures that has low toughness, lower well, than six. That is. <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts about uh, Tormund's Crypt? Well, you have one Tormund's Crypt in your sideboard. Yeah, but uh, Atlantic, you might see uh, see as I said, Reanimator and uh, Lobstercom. You might all also see maybe even more uh, Reanimator as we. Uh, tend to go theme- thematic with the giant lobster and the 6-6 mm-hmm. six, six, uh, from Fallen Empires that we are not that used to play here in Sweden. Uh, yeah. We're not playing Fallen Empires. So that was just me being cautious to to have something to answer those those decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, I don't see that as a, a car that we see many in many sideboards in in this pure Swedish uh, uh, format. Yeah, the, the, it's it's just a cool interaction with uh, with the regrowth time twister to just yeah. empty their empty their, their deck. That's fun. Mm-hmm. You you can win by decking or <laughs> yeah, or, or just removing their threat and you get to keep all yours and yeah. You're happy with life, but uh. yeah, didn't you and I have a conversation all on with uh, why you have always have time twister in playing the deck? Uh, like you keep it in. Do you remember, or do you want um, me to? I'm not always keeping it in, and I'm not <laughs> always playing it in the main deck. But if you would say like. I would say 60-70% of the time I'm playing Time Twister main and keep never boarding it out. But why was it good to keep in? Do you remember or the conversation there? 
No, I don't okay. remember. <laughs> I remember Svante <laughs> keeping it in uh, because Fluffy also uh, the deck uh, like master said like he keeps it in because when you're playing I'm, I'm just hinting at how Torment Crypt is uh, subject even or where we can discuss it because uh, your opponent usually plays or get your cards are all valuable in your uh, graveyard and your opponent's cards might not be that yeah. uh, you're, if, if you're drawing seven like in the mid game in the late game the brand new seven in the deck is like oh you're, you very seldom draw dead cards and especially since you played out all your lands and whatever yeah and, may, and maybe it should just stick even, even if this was uh, a Swedish format uh, the deck is uh, of course Swedish legal but uh, um, yeah, we didn't yeah, but, see that many of those kind of decks. I no, didn't. Or... No, and, and as you say, Twister. Yes, a lot of a lot of a lot of control strategies are based on getting their cards back, either by uh, recalling them or or twistering them back into the library, and that could actually be a good good answer to be able to make their Twister and our own twister better for us just to remove some of their uh, threats to against our decks we, because we 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 don't want them to plow our creature of course and that uh, that we can solve by having diamond valleys just to sacrifice them instead and uh, keep them in the in the bin and then uh, when twister comes we will keep them but we can remove their uh, plows and whatnot so it might be that it should uh, should stay even even if we're playing a meta where reanimator is not a topic, keep the heat on. Yeah, I like Torm. I like Torment Script. Yeah, I like Torment Script, but I like I don't know. I've, I've I like I like Fel- I, 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 I like Feldon's cane as well. Yeah, exactly. Wallan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to add anything uh, from sideboard perspective? No, not. Not really. It's like I don't have a sideboard guide. I don't really know what the sideboard. I just shave some stuff. Um, yeah, uh, and that's what you do, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't really want to. Yeah, the swords are the cards that come in the most, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I think that like six out of seven matches at least I took in uh, three swords. Same, same here, and I also the the. I think that the four cards that I cyborged in most was Disharmony and Swords, just to be able to take control of the creature and sacrifice it and block or jump or gain some extra life uh, from dibs and whatnot, and uh, of course handle early threats as Hypnotics and, and dibs, and mm. also the Divine Offerings uh, against uh, some artifact-based decks. Like sacrificing stuff is it's something more powerful that you might not like you're talking about now you earlier talked about that you can sacrifice it before you it's getting plowed or whatever but you didn't talk about playing like preacher or old man of the sea or anything like that 
Having them no. in the sideboard at least. Yeah, yeah no. Nah. I, I, I own only one preacher and only one old man of the sea. Uh, and you so like playing singleton, so yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> but in, in in some versions I've I jammed uh, old man. I think I had it in in the in the version I played at Kaffrep. I think I had a old man in the sideboard just to be able to take control of small nasty creatures and sacrifice them and do do nasty stuff, but. When we when we had the underworld dreams and the greed, those mm-hmm. the deck tends to be more more complete, and that that is also one one position for me when I build decks uh, and gonna play tournament. Of course, you wanna use all the seventy five slots to be able to have as much use as possible. But in in this build, I I think. I, as as a player that usually play casual without sideboard, have a really hard time finding out which cards to actually cut. Um, so I, I tend to play, when I build decks, just have a bunch of crappy cards that maybe doesn't do that much uh, against uh, <laughs> every card. Because because Unreal Dreams as a card is good against every Enough. deck. It, yeah, it, it like, will deal damage to every yeah. deck. And since you, uh, you were also having cards that enabled it... Uh, yeah, you don't. But, but it it could as well yeah, as well be like we play for psychic purge because we're in playing a him world, <laughs> and then I had and then then I would have four cards that I could cut in like ninety yeah. percent of the matches. Uh, we did see that in top eight. I don't know if it was good or bad. What what, what are your thoughts, Olan, about uh, doing something else or more or less with the sacrifice outlet? I. I'm not opposed to playing Preacher, but our mana base is nine white sources and it's double white. Mm. So, so yeah, you can't play Preacher in this deck. Uh, since we are so heavy on the black due to the Underworld Dreams. Um, so okay. It, it, we need, I, we I need to get him more dark. He needs to be black. <laughs> uh, like if, the, the dark preacher. If if we would play plateaus instead of one of the jewels, we could play preachers, mm. no problem. But not with the underworld dreams version. Uh, and I'm looking to see if I can make a more red white, red white blue version. Uh, mm. Then I will for sure have preachers, probably even main deck. Mm. Uh, but well, not not in the not if you want the underworld dreams as the wing con. Is there something we're missing here with the like Diamond Valley's uh, some cute interaction? We already took out channels, fast bond don't do anything. If we would play more green, uh, what, do you have anything up your sleeve, guys? Yeah, you can you can always you can always play uh, the the little effigy. Uh, to actually be able to take care of those hippies and see an early threat that's not a Serendib. Um, that is a card I've been playing in in what this build do? when I oh it's the it's the zero three effigy for one red and uh, one colors and that uh, when it dies it deals three see it deals three plus three damage to a creature and uh, or three plus x damage to a creature and uh, the x is uh, is 
every damage that has it has been dealt before by another effigy. So you can chain like two effigies. You can sacrifice a effigy to deal three damage to the next effigy, and then you deal six six damage to a Sarah, for example. Hmm. That so, sounds uh, cool. Yeah, that that is one <laughs> one thing you can do that is really stupid. Uh, but but and, I've been, but I, I've been playing dies, that. It's like a wall, also in a way. Then yeah, it's a, it's a it's a zero three, so it stands in the way for a lot of those. But but you already told me you guys that that wasn't really a problem with the like decks that go tempo with going wide. No, but but it could it could be replaced by a two of the O6 for example and then you have two main deck uh, answers to hippies uh, if you draw them together with the dam valley because we're always dependent on the diamond valley. I would say most of the most of the games you just uh, you just take a mulligan if you don't have a, a, a dam valley or 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 see it in in the next couple of draws like if you have a ancestral or another possibility to draw some extra cards. Mm. So, uh, before we round up, uh, we already talked about when it's good. We talked about the sideboard. We don't go into a sideboard guide precisely, but uh, uh, when do you when do you think this deck when should you play this deck? Like, if you're talking meta or whatever, is it good in ATC or is it? it you, we, we've been going back and forth with uh, like Swedish '93 and '94 rules, and I, I I think it performed uh, better in in nine in Swedish because we won't face that much. Black decks, uh, as Himtotorak is a, a really good card in uh, in Atlantic, and uh, that tends to be enable more black decks. So mm. in Swedish, I don't think we face that much hippie decks. So in Swedish, it should be uh, in my head uh, a better than in in uh, in more heavy black metas. Mm-hmm. Do you agree, Orlan? Because I have a take on this also. Uh, I think that so many people play black in Swedish even though it's really bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Play hippies and... Yeah, but it, it is. But it's it's been like a lot of people like to play those hi- turn one hippies in, in Swedish. Uh, I haven't played it in Swedish and I for sure will play it in Swedish. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went X X and O in in the monthly Odo with this build. So, mm. that, but that's I, I, but, but but Odo is I don't know if I was in a spicy group or uh, whatnot. But I I went straight out in the top eight mm. against a lot of Serendips and Seras. So yeah, yeah. because the it's not Swiss is... play and you're you're getting in a group and then yeah. you battle out each one in the group. Yeah. Or? Yeah. yeah. What you were saying, Oran? Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of serendibs in in Swedish as well, since it's it's such an easy strategy to just play serendibs. Mm. Um, Three drops are hard to get, otherwise also. But my 
actual take is that I, me, I played an org deck during this uh, tournament, and I had some real luck, of course, and uh, I went uh, really well. But I did not see that many blue elemental blasts. And uh, if we're talking about the different formats, I think blue elemental blast shines in the Swedish uh, format because a lot more people are playing the deck. That's really a tier one deck there. And uh, you're, you can, the A-Togs, like you playing Orlan a lot, uh, is maybe uh, also the contender there, or maybe the blue and uh, red deck. And we're not seeing that many blasts uh, overall here in ATC. Am I, <laughs> am I correct in this or? No, I, I th- I, no, I think there's a lot of blue blasts in, in Atlantic. Um, uh, maybe you just didn't fa- face those decks that play them, but okay. I mean, um, there's a lot of people who like to sport like three blue elemental blasts in the sideboard. Mm. So, so yeah, that's 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 kind of uh, scary. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't know, but the thing is with this deck, it's not that bad against Blue Blast because what are they gonna Blue Blast? They're gonna Blue Blast a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they don't want to Blue Blast the egg, so <laughs> it's just it's yeah. just the walls, and the wall doesn't often do anything against the blue decks, but it, because they have surrendered, so yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot worse against this version, which plays Underworld Dreams. Yeah, uh, you're right, you're right, and also uh, being more white in this version. Yeah, other otherwise they just uh, blue blast the Rook token. Yeah, yeah, and like in the earlier versions, we had more, like with Gravity Sphere and maybe Earthquake even or whatever, and you guys left that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, maybe that's not a problem. So uh, we already talked about Acer Drakes or Azur Drake. I don't know the blue Drake. Uh, sure. Do you guys want to do any additions or changes uh, going forward? Uh, what would you recommend? The Drake, I think, is uh, a good complement that will enable us to face down or handle the early flyers in a good manner. So maybe have three, maybe three, three. Maybe just cut the, the Wall of Heats uh, to have uh, three uh, Asia Drakes and three Wall of Earth. Because we, we have a lot of fast mana with the Moxons and... Uh, uh, so we can actually get it out quite early and uh, defend against those to to try and stabilize and and get the rooks going or land an underworld dreams and just defend off and you can always attack with uh, Asia Drake. So I, I will for sure try an a iteration of the deck with uh, Asia Drakes. Hola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Um, Nothing else. Uh, like overall, no, just small tweaks. Like I said, cut the gravity sphere, cut the change the shatterstorm, cut the hurricane uh, in the sideboard, uh, and probably just get rid of the tor mods. I'm not that scared of uh, of reanimator because you play it like maybe once in 
30 matches or so. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, but there's not that that many really good sideboard cards to, to fill it up with. I mean, I, I don't yeah, want you, you can always add Falling Star, uh, because that can also turn your rooks into the, your eggs into rooks. Uh, so yeah. that is actually, actually a card that could easily replace uh, Shatterstorm. Are you able to yeah. rearrange in Swedish rules and it is it yeah. like yeah. all the okay. Yeah. So you put that card in. What, what do you do exactly? So you just, you just uh, rearrange X creatures, but they can't overlap, and then you just flip, and everything that hits is uh, tapped, and then it deals dealt three damage. So you just kill kill those hippies and uh, pump knights and whatnot uh, together with your rook, and you get a, a hatchling. <laughs> that seems like a sweet, sweet deal. <laughs> that just yeah. seems like a sweet yeah. deal. Hmm? For sure, I own four falling stars. So, yeah, there we uh, go, there we go. But it, and the thing we get is, to flip. Fa- we get to flip cards. <laughs> falling star is so annoying to play online when you uh, have to. Okay. Yeah, my badlands is your order, and my city of brass is your white knight, and then I have my rook token, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, which was what? Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it works. It's better than resolving the pre-modern card portent on your opponent, at least. Um, think about <laughs> that for a while. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, guys. I actually think we managed to get through what this deck does and whatever. Do you have any last additions uh, regarding the tournament or anything else you want to say? I I just I just had a blast. I always have a blast playing this deck. I also play it in anti 40k, of course. Yeah, uh, you have a, another list. kind of version of this there. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, anti 40k is also a really slow format, so gaining life and um, is is uh, really good in that was as well. But I had a blast. Uh, Playing lobs to come and playing this deck uh, together with Olan and. And you played anti 40k. Like you played your anti 40k Diamond Valley deck after the tournament. Yeah, I yeah, played okay. uh, a couple of matches, one against Mano and uh, a couple of matches as, uh, against Brother Ben. Okay, so what, what, what was I, the, I played a lot. How did it go? I won against Mano and uh, against Bennett. Uh, I won two and he won one. So yeah. I, I have a I have a bunch of birds coming okay. my way. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I have to send one send one bird away. Co- dear dear Coco will leave my side and take up fighting together with Brother Ben. But okay. uh, I did got you some other... name it Co- Coco because you name all the birds and they have a history and everything. Was it your yeah, Coco? I, I don't know if I named it Coco. We started with that after. Uh, the team tournament last year in London. Uh, I don't know if I was the name, one named it Coco or if someone else named it Coco, but okay, that, but that you can look, that you can look up on the blog to start with. Uh, it had a bunch of signatures. It had a bunch of signatures. So okay. Alan Asmussen has owned it. I think it's uh, maybe Reinhardt that has owned it. I can see it's on the back here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I won, won it of reindeer, and now brother Ben has won it of me. So, and you're getting two two new. Were they fresh two new birds? birds? Two two, 
um, one was named and one was unnamed. So um, and Mano got to name his first bird, and it was his first uh, okay. anti-match. So. so when you're losing, you're naming it yeah. because you're sign. Do you sign it then? Yeah. Or yeah, you sign it when you when you lose the card. You can sign it and alter it in the way you want. And uh, we have this rule that you have to play if you own uh, a named bird. You have to play the named bird before an unnamed bird. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you can only add unnamed bird if you if you if you if you don't have any named birds. And they all have a history on uh, like there's shufflecut shufflecutanti.com. We have the bird watchers log. So we have the origin and all the previous owners and the the current owner. Who, who's updating that? Uh, all the anti 40k players. So the one that wins the okay. card will go in and update with a new image and uh, the and change the history and just add the new data. Well, and you're getting into anti 40k to 40k yeah, yeah, too, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, uh, I've. I've got um, some backup cards, so I don't lose my main cards. I got a Chaos Orb, I got a Library, I got 12 birds, I got an extra Scrubland and some other stuff. And I have some beta cards, swords to play to up the value. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start playing. Um, Hopefully I get to play... Reinhardt's Mount Forest Frenzy tournament uh, in January. Mm-hmm. Then I will debut as a anti player. I told him that 2021 is the anti year for me. Okay, okay. But looking but forward if, to it. Looking forward. Yeah, because maybe maybe we can convince you going to Stockholm, and then we then we might see you slinging against Slon Fawn at least. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, 2021. Not now. Let's <laughs> let's put that on ice. Okay, uh, where can we find you, Orlan, if we go online? Uh, yeah, you can find me on my blog. It's blog.aginamist.net or you can just search for that Agina Mist at, at Google. You can find me on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, and that's A G N. What? A G I N A. Okay. M I S T. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if if you put a V in front of it, it becomes something else. Something else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. And uh, what about you, Sloan Fawn? Yeah, it's Sloan Fawn. No, uh, at uh, the I'm. Slonfan at Twitter and uh, MTG Slonfan at Instagram. I'm uh, very inactive on every social media there is, but uh, you can find me there or <laughs> slonfan at gmail.com if yeah. you'd like to email me. Um, so, uh, we, can we put any letter in any order to find more interesting stuff? Uh, come again? Can we put any letter in your social media feed to get to the more interesting stuff as we can do with the, uh, with the Orlands? Do you want me to spell it out or S S L A N F A N? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going blank here. So (laughs) I am Seb uh, MTG Seb Celia on uh, wherever, man. And it's been a blast. Thank you for being on and whatever. Thank you, Olam. Thank you. And thank you, Slamfan. Thank you, Seb.
And thank you, Oland, as well. <laughs> Love and kisses. XOXO, whatever. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye.